The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hello, and welcome to Bostonian Rap. My name is Rachel Meiselman. You are listening to me on WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. So I want to pick up, I'm going to just dive right on in. I want to pick up with a topic that I have talked a lot about since I've been doing Bostonian rap. I've talked a lot about it on both television and on radio. And I've talked about this particular issue and how it's developing and manifesting itself here, right here in Boston, uh, greater Boston area, and, and, and in the Commonwealth, throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, it's anti-Semitism. That's, that's the issue. Uh, I, would, I would actually say it's become a crisis situation. So... For some inexplicable reason, it's not seen as a big deal. And I don't really feel like beating around the bush, mincing my words, because I'm, I'm actually, I'm very angry. Boston has been home to my family. And for those of you who are listening who don't know, who might not know, I do happen to be Jewish. Boston's been home to my family for over 100 years. And the idea that my family, the members of which came here to escape horrible persecution, the idea that right here and now in this very city that welcomed them, uh, the different members, and gave them a home, the idea that this is now an unsafe place, an uncomfortable place for Jewish people, it really, it really, really does anger me. Uh, let's start with talking about the mayor. Michelle Wu, I really can't think of anything positive to say about her performance thus far. But I think the thing that upsets me the most about Mayor Wu is her apathy. It's her selective outrage. Now, the mapping project has received attention, global attention, and it's, you know, by the people who, who put it together, uh, they've described the mapping project as it's, it's kind of an outline 
for them um, and, and for for everyone else. Uh, they they describe it as as a, ma- a map, an outline of different organizations, different members of the public, different institutions that support what they phrase as the colonization of Palestine. And they try to argue how the support for the oppression of the Palestinian people, uh, it's linked to eviction, it's linked to the police, and I quite frankly think that's unbelievably alarming. It's incredibly disturbing, and I was somewhat heartened to see that even certain staunch, (laughs) resolute denizens of the political left, they spoke out against the mapping project. But it's going to require a lot more than speaking out. But then that's, of course, the first step, right? And so at this point, people are saying, well, then what does this have to do with Mayor Wu? Well, Mayor Wu didn't say anything. Can you imagine? So people, the the news of this made, uh, the news of the mapping project uh, made its way really literally around the world. The, I think I shared on a previous show that the, the spokesperson for the Israeli uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs weighed in, um, you know, Jews in different countries, you know, because of course, you know, this is posted online. So, you know, wherever the internet, wherever uh, people have access to the internet, they have access to this information. And so it, it just, it made headlines, it, it, it made, uh, it, it, you know, the news, the word uh, of this project, this nefarious project, um, uh, got around the globe. And I'm just, I'm stunned that Mayor Wu would not say anything. And maybe I shouldn't be stunned because it doesn't seem like people really seem to think anti-Semitism is a problem. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with how Jews are perceived. So we're going to get into that. So there's this idea that if you're Jewish, you're white. You're wealthy, you're privileged. And so if you're white, you're wealthy and privileged, how can you suffer from discrimination? When, of course, anyone is susceptible to being targeted for discrimination. Anyone can be on the receiving end of bigotry. We know this. But the idea that all Jews are white, wealthy, and privileged Therefore, they're undeserving of of support and whatever is lobbed their way. Well, you know, 
They can just, they can deal with it. It's, that is so, (laughs) that's such an unbelievably base way of thinking. It's It's unbelievably ignorant. And very, 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 very prejudiced. Because we know that not all Jews are white. I'm not white. <laughs> um, anyone who has seen me knows I'm not white. <laughs> um, well, some members of my family are, some members are not. Uh, not all Jews are wealthy. And while skin color or gender or faith, socioeconomic status, can undeniably afford you privileges in different spaces and in different points in time, to just say that someone is always privileged suggests that, or to say to a a group is always privileged, suggests that that group does not know, the members of which do not know what it means to feel pain, to feel insecure, to be slighted. They don't know what it feels like to be discriminated against. And that is certainly not true. And that's such a, it's just so, like I said, it's just such a base, horrible, just unbelievably ignorant way to think. But as I started to say, not all Jews are (laughs) white, wealthy, and privileged. You know, so then that leads me to talk about people of color. And and that's kind of a broad, elastic um, phrase, so why don't I narrow it? Black people. I'll talk specifically about black people. I think that there's this knee-jerk reaction that if a black person has been discriminated against or is perceived to have been discriminated against, people immediately are up in arms. Like, that's just so terrible. That's, that's horrible. We have to do something. We have to say something. And just like a lot of people seem to think that Jews are all white, wealthy, and privileged, so whatever, if anything negative happens to them, it will, you know, whatever. It's it's not a big deal. It's you know, I mean, come on, they're they're privileged. They've got money. They're white. How difficult could it be? Right? That that's 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 the mindset. And so a lot of the people who have that same mindset also think that blacks need to be defended. That blacks are perpetually downtrodden and they need to be lifted up, that they're, you know, these pitiable figures. And I find that kind of thinking equally reprehensible. I really do. I mean, I think about my mom, who's black, and there's nothing that would inspire pity about her. I mean, she's done a lot of different wonderful things in her life. And she has shown great courage and great strength at different points in her life. 
And I just, for me, to be met with this idea that if you're a black person, that you're somehow helpless and in need of this 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 kind of safety net support that greatly greatly offends me i mean of course it's undeniable that there is a horrible history here in the united states the treatment of black people slavery it's it's a great instance of immorality it's 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 a great sin it's a crime against humanity but that history has not stopped black people from contributing throughout their time in this country to great Things. I mean, there have been countless, numerous, incredible achievements that have been made by black people. And I always looked at the civil rights movement. It wasn't obviously immediately prima facie, it was about America living up to its promise. And it was about the Reconstruction era, the the, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th Amendments. It was about that really, the the promise of that, what that hinted at. The Civil Rights Movement was about saying, okay, well, we've waited long enough. We want to see it now. We want to see everything come to fruition. We want our place at the table. We want to stand alongside a white person, white people, in any place of our choosing. We want to enjoy the same freedoms. And, of course, that's what it was, as I said, prima facie. But really, if you think about it, It's impossible, or it would have been impossible for America to really do anything of worth for an extended amount of time as long as a sizable portion of its population was being so severely discriminated against. So, it wasn't just about blacks achieving equality and freedom that was promised to them by virtue of being American, but it was it was also about moving this country forward. It was about moving everyone forward. And it was really about making us think about what this country what you know it was causing us all to kind of look at the pillars upon which this country was built 
and and what the Constitution means, and what and, and just even if you just look at the, the 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 introduction, the preamble, and and so it, it was really it, it was really quite something. The civil rights movement, right? It moved the whole country forward, and and the fight that the black people took up inspired women. But for some inexplicable reason, we have a group of people today in present times who think that black people are helpless. And I'm sorry, but I think that that accounts for some of the outrage uh, you know, the knee-jerk outrage that occurs if a black person or black people have been discriminated against. And so what am I trying to say in all this? What I'm trying to say is it's wrong to discriminate against anybody. I don't care what the person's color is. I don't care whether a person's a male or a female a person's ethnic descent, a person's faith. You know, and there are a whole host of other reasons why uh, one might discriminate against another. The, the point that I'm trying to make in all this is that it's all wrong. And I don't want to get into what group is more oppressed. And I don't want to get into what group has is, is suffered the most. It's wrong. And I think that any decent-minded society, uh, any noble society, has a responsibility to stay, the members of it have a responsibility, a moral and intellectual obligation, obligations to stand up and say something when a segment of that society is under attack. But that's just not the case. And so we have selective outrage. I, I notice that people really seem to react to Jews being under attack if it's coming from the political right, especially if it's a group of, of people that talk about white supremacy and and that really really angers me i remember so i'm going to take this back to michelle because they get michelle wu mayor wu because again mayor wu did not say anything about this mapping project she said nothing and i don't understand that level of apathy that that level of callousness i don't understand how she could be comfortable with keeping quiet. I remember that there was an attack. Well, there have been attacks in different parts of the country, uh, vicious attacks against uh, Jewish communities in other states. And I have seen Michelle say something. But she has only said things when the perpetrators have been white. 
And so what the political left can do and what those who maybe not necessarily are on the political left, they nonetheless, however, hold up the the narrative that it's all the bigotry is all it's just it's just coming from the right you know so it, it's like we're we're going to acknowledge anti-semitism if if it comes from the political right if it if it comes from a white person then we can feel bad for the jews then we can say that you know well not today, not on our watch. We won't allow anything to happen to our brother, Jewish brothers and sisters. Otherwise, there's nothing. Okay, so the mapping project, I was somewhat heartened. I'm not going to say greatly heartened, but I was somewhat heartened that uh, a number of people on the left and right, different, you know, people of different ethnic racial backgrounds weighed in, which was which was what you would hope to see, which which is what you would want to see. But again, Michelle Wu said nothing, which is absolutely outrageous. But see, the thing is, while I don't think words alone are going to do the trick, that's a first step. But the words have to come from everybody. It's, it's got to be all hands on deck. And I'm a firm believer. I, you know, I actually just tweeted this. Um, what happens is what is allowed. You know, let's look at the local Jewish communities. They keep on demanding apologies. <laughs> what is that going to do? No, really, what, what is that going to do? Last year, there was an unbelievably vicious attack on a rabbi in Brighton, in the Brighton neighborhood of Boston. And at the time, um, so well, I'll say this, like over overnight, like literally um, the Jewish communities, um, you know, the local Jewish organizations, uh, they they pulled together a vigil and you had a number of elected officials and political hopefuls who appeared. And I really, you know, I <laughs> I didn't feel heartened at that vigil. I really didn't. I, I, I felt more encouraged that there, there's some hope with the reaction to this mapping project than the instance of, of this vigil. The vigil, it was, I felt like it was more a flex on the part of local Jewish leaders. Look how powerful we are. We, you know, look at all these politicians we have on speed dial. And so everyone gets together you hear you have to stand through sit through people making speeches and then after that you know people go their separate ways but it was interesting though because before, um after the speeches you had some people who were kind of meandering some people kind of hung out and chatted 
And some people, honest, I kid you not, they were laughing and they were chatting like, you know, oh, well, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you know, like I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, yeah, and I, I'm just, I'm standing there, I'm like, are, are you, <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? We're here because a horrific event occurred. And so my thing is, it's how many events need to occur before something is done. And asking people for apologies and making strong statements, like what, what is, what is that, what has that accomplished? In a recent ADL report, Anti-Defamation League, uh, Massachusetts was ranked fourth in the nation for anti-Semitic incidents. And it hasn't been just, as, as I've already uh, shared, it hasn't been just simple, you know, people shouting out nasty words. I mean, there have been physical attacks. And I want to explain to people why the mapping project is so insidious. It's insidious because, and I talked about this on a previous show, but it definitely bears, it definitely bears reiteration. It really, truly does. Tying it to evictions in the police and these same people who are tying it to ev to evictions and police, or should I say who are tying it to the police, so we'll take one issue at a time. They are, they are in the process of trying to demonize the police. And so when you're saying that a group, when you have, when you have a faction and they're saying, okay, the police are bad, the police are horrible, they are oppressive, they are bigoted, they are brutal, they are callous, they are heartless, they are, you know, and it's just... Any word that can be thrown out, right? Any word that can be thrown out that uh, that really just kind of paints this 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 uh, odious picture of the police, right? And then you turn around and after demonizing the police, you tie it to a group of people. Anyone who's susceptible to the message that the police are responsible for many of the societal ills or a number of the societal ills, how do you think the people who are susceptible to that message are then going to feel towards Jewish people? I'm going to tell you that some of those people are going to start looking at Jewish people in a different light, and it's not going to be a positive one. And then evictions. And I, I have to say, um, and, and I am going to call this organization out, uh, City Life Vita Obana. City Life Vita Obana has done amazing, amazing work around keeping people in their homes, it has 
uh, done work not only around eviction and foreclosure prevention, but also quality of 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 accommodation. And and I have to say that particularly in Boston, where housing is, is such a a critical issue. Uh, we're the third most expensive rental market in the nation. Um, a lot of organizations, so much of their bandwidth, it's focused on keeping people in their homes, whether they rent or own, that the, the quality of the housing, um, the habitability, that's that's often ignored. And so there's been a rise in slum landlords, and, and you hear stories that are just, you say to yourself, you can't be serious. And, you know, uh, pest problems, rodents, roaches, uh, it's just all kinds of things that you hear. And, and, and it's just, you wouldn't expect to hear that there's such um, houses or apartments like that in the United States. Uh, if you were, if you weren't from the United States, um, and you certainly wouldn't expect it uh, here in Massachusetts, where Massachusetts has a reputation of being, uh, you know, a learned place, and and people are are, are you know just very well educated, well cultured. Uh, so it's it's just it's um it is it is a reality. It's a very very sad, unfortunate reality. And City Life Vita Urbana has been one of the only organizations that has given it any kind of uh, spotlight, you know, and, and, and that, that needs to change, but that's, you know, that's certainly another, another topic unto itself, but it's just to say that I'm grateful for all the good that city life Vita Urbana has done. Notwithstanding the praise that I just uh, gave to this organization, I have to say that, Recently, there seems to have been a shift, and there is different leadership, I know, um, and there's been a shift. There's been, uh, I've seen wording um, about solidarity with Palestine, and I'm kind of, you know, I've seen like at least one or two emails, and, and I noticed that uh, City Life Vita Urbana is following BDS Boston, uh, boycott, uh, divestment sanctions. And I'm just, I'm, and that's, you know, that's what BDS, uh, you know, that's what that movement's about. That's what that, all that stands for. Um, or that's what, that's what stands for. And, and I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because it, <laughs> keeping people in their homes and uh, people living in a, in a dignified dwelling that has nothing to do with Israel and the Palestinian people. I mean, it's just the Palestinian territories. And I'm just, I you know, where are we going? But, you know, to get back to my point, evictions... That's a very sore issue. And of course, you know, the COVID pandemic, the way it was handled by politicians at every level of government, uh, you know, a lot of havoc was wreaked. 
people, some people just lost everything. And so a lot of people are looking at evictions. And on a previous show, the word I used was tsunami. And that's, I think that's what we're really, you know, that's what we're looking at, you know, a tsunami of evictions. And so again, to tie for the mapping project, the people behind that, to tie that to the Jewish people, that's horrific. And if you look, if you look at the old world, Europe, the pogroms that um, caused, forced a lot of Jews, including my family, to flee and come here to the New World, you'll see that some of those pogroms, the, the, the animosity, the hatred, it was fomented using those same tactics. The Jews are responsible for your financial problems. Do you feel... Do you, do you feel marginalized? Do you feel brutalized by the police? The Jews, they're behind that. <coughs> and so you really have a situation then. You have a group that's trying to create a situation <coughs> where one group is being othered. It's being isolated. It's being set apart from other groups. And that's why the mapping project is so insidious. That's why it's evil. And I will use that word. Because what the people behind it are doing, it's wicked. This isn't about standing up for the Palestinian people. It's about breaking the Jewish community here. That's what it's about. And for Jewish leaders, and I'm using that term very loosely, to act like there's nothing wrong or to, you know, go through this like rinse, wash, repeat where they call, they make a stern statement, they call for an apology, or they call for other people to make a statement. That's, I'm sorry, but that's just not working. We need to do so much more. What I'm going to do, though, now, I'm, I'm going to continue to talk about this issue because it's, it, it, it's, it's a very serious one, and it's not getting the attention that it needs. It really isn't. And for a plethora of reasons, including obviously very personal ones, um, you know, you know I, I want to, to do my part in, in, in speaking up and taking a stand. We are going to go to a quick break, though. When we come back, I'm going to share some other things that have occurred uh, that are also cause for concern. And, and it speaks to my point that what is being done, it's not a matter of it not being enough. 
It's just altogether ineffective. But let's go to that break. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself, discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Grassroots Baseball's mission is to promote and celebrate the amateur game around the globe with a focus on growing interest and participation at the youngest level. The overarching goal of Grassroots Baseball is to work to give back by providing inspiration, instruction, and equipment to help ensure more children have the opportunity to learn, play, and enjoy the game. To learn more about Grassroots Baseball, you can visit www.grassrootsbaseball.org. Welcome back. I am Rachel Meiselman. You're listening to me on WBCA LP 1029 FM Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. And of course, this is Bostonian rap. So I was really, I was talking about what really, in my opinion, is become a gargantuan problem here in the in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, anti-Semitism. I've talked about the mapping project on a previous show. And I, you know, said that I would talk about it further because it's not, it's not a, an issue or it's not an instance or an event, however you want to refer to it, um, that necessitates only one show. You can't just speak to it. And then at the end of what, 50 some odd minutes, okay, that's it. Uh, you know, maybe we'll revisit it. No, it's, it's, I think that it signals a major turning point. I think it also shows that anti Semites have become emboldened. I really do. Um, BDS Boston has become emboldened. And what, has happened is that the mapping project now has its own social media. <laughs> so it's again, what local Jewish organizations are doing, what local Jewish leaders are doing. Um, it's it's as I said right before break. It's not a matter of it being in effect. Um, insufficient it's it's altogether ineffective it's not doing anything 
And it, and it's almost like, if I didn't know better, I would say that some of the Jewish leaders, it, it's it's almost like perfunctory, which is really a, a grossly sad thing to say. You know, they're just kind of going through the motions, and 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 they, it's almost like they don't know what to do. Well, I'm going to tell you, all of you who are listening, <laughs> and these Jewish leaders, <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell all of you uh, what should be done. Jewish people, who that is the, the ones who who think all of this is wrong, because some of them, some there are some. Uh, members of the Jewish community who don't have any problem with us. Um, but I think that the Jewish community and the Jewish allies, allies of the Jewish community, need to pool their capital. What does that mean? The know-how the intelligence. And actually, let me let me actually stop. We definitely need all hands on deck. We definitely need, um, you know, I, I said Jewish allies, you know, the allies of the Jewish community. Um, there are so many beautiful, wonderful, uh, incredible uh, people and organizations. We, I, I mean, they are so, so needed. It, you know, to take a stand, an effective stand against anti-Semitism, it can't happen um, with only Jews take standing up. That's just it's just that's it's that's not how it's going to work. Um, but I think that first and foremost, uh, the Jewish community needs to move differently, and um, all our know-how, our our intelligence, our training, our education. If we have time. If we have money, we need to put that into electing, helping to elect public servants who are going to have our back. We need to make sure that in the schools, that what is being taught because this is, I mean, it, it's not, you know, the anti-Semitism, it's not just here. or the, it, it manifests itself in different ways. So the mapping project is one of the later instances, and it's a particularly egregious instance, shocking instance, flagrant instance of anti-Semitism. But uh, there have been stories coming out of schools in, in 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 municipalities that have big Jewish populations, like Newton, this it's been an ongoing issue where there have been books and there has been instruction um, that basically vilifies Israel. It's it's the Jewish community needs to move in a way that shows it means business. There's no reason why the Jewish community should support schools, elected officials, 
just any kind of institutions voice support for. If these institutions, schools, I mean, I understand taxes go towards this, that, but I mean, but my taxes can go somewhere, but I can still be critical of a particular public place, right? If the institution's public, Um, you know, elected officials, there's no reason why we should not be trying to run people against elected officials who (laughs) are not supporting us or who are worse expressing anti-Semitic views. Because if you have someone who is expressing anti-Semitic views and that's the worst, well, who else are they going to discriminate against? That's not a person who should be holding office. Now, am I urging, encouraging people to to do anything I can't do that I can't (laughs) not as a host of this show but what I can do is give my opinion and I think in my humble opinion that the Jewish community needs to move differently and it has to start with us and then we join hands with our wonderful allies. That's my opinion. Now, some people know that, um, and this has also made uh, news, although it's not been quite as widespread, um, but one of the Boston City Councilors, uh, Kendra Lara, and she was running, you know, Kendra Hicks, Hicks for District 6, So the District 6 uh, section of Boston includes uh, West Roxbury, uh, Rosendale, you know, a little of Mission Hill, Jamaica Plain. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great area. It's a great area. It's, it's an area of Boston where I spent part of my childhood. And um, what I will say about Kendra Lara, uh, so now, you know, she announced that she'd go by Kendra Lara, you know, once she was sworn in. What I'll say about Kendra Lara is, unlike a lot of politicians, because she is a politician, I mean, she can peddle herself as an activist who's, who walks with the people who also just happen to get elected to office. But at the end of the day, She's a politician. She really, truly is. I will say this for Kendra. She was very upfront about who and what she is. There was no bait and switch. And people still voted for her. Now people are outraged. They want to see the back of her. You know, they, in other words, they want her... They, they want her to step down, resign. She's not going to do that <laughs> unless a lot of pressure is put on her, right? And, and then that's going to that's gonna be about um, well, what are the people prepared to do? Are they prepared to uh, circulate a petition? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What are, pe- you know. what are people going to settle for? Are they going to, are they going to maybe wait 
until uh, she's up for re-election and then runs someone against her? I don't know. But people don't, you know, there are a lot of people who don't want her as their district councilor anymore. There are a lot of people who don't want her on the city council. But I'm going to tell you this. She was elected by the people, by the majority of the people who voted. Well, why don't I say that? The majority of the people who voted and many people did not vote. And Kendra said exactly what she was. And the statements that she's been, she's in trouble for now, she made some, she, she expressed, she made statements that made you think, hmm, I wonder what she thinks about this, or I wonder what she thinks about that. Or that would certainly lead you to believe that she had this particular mindset on this particular issue. In other words, there were no surprises. And I'll jump back to Maya Wu for just a second. Um, you know, and I and I and and I I use the word callous, you know, because the people behind the mapping project, they want to paint the police as, as callous. So it's a very strong word. And I did use that word, uh, you know, for Michelle Wu, Mayor Wu. And, and again, I'm going to say why. The mapping project was pretty serious and you said nothing. She said nothing. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like I'm going back and forth between talking about her and talking to her, addressing her personally. Um, I it's just I still can't get over it. I don't know how she could be silent, and she's also said nothing about Kendra Lara. So now here, let me get into <laughs> Kendra Lara because a lot of you listening, you do know what she said, but a lot of people who. Uh, who might not live in this city or who might not be as up on Boston politics uh, might not know. So what she said very recently was um, she talked about Zionist. And this was in regard to it, uh, a law was, let me just I think it was a law that was. Um, I want to get this right. It it uh, it was ruled, by, and I'm trying to think if it was the Supreme Court. It was a ruling that came down that said that businesses in Arizona cannot boycott Israel. That 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 was. Um, and that that ruling wasn't considered a violation of the First Amendment. So there's, I guess there's a law that Arizona businesses cannot boycott Israel. It's not a violation of the First Amendment. So I hope I got that right. If I need to make precisions, um, clarifications, uh, I certainly will do that in the next show, um, the next live show. And, um, and of course, I'll offer my apologies. Um, but that's what Kendra responded to 
on June 23rd. And uh, she responded by saying, y'all are letting the Zionists shake you down. And she wrote, shake you down and cap letter, all in cap letters. And then she said, whew. And a lot of people noticed that. And, you know, the Anti-Defamation League, the local chapter, called on her to apologize. Um, you know, another Jewish uh, organization called on her to apologize. And I just, I, she did. And I just, my attitude is, well, I, I don't, see the point because what she actually ended up doing after her apology um <laughs> if you can believe this uh she, what she uh went on to do was um she interacted uh she was direct messaging a rabbi and it was it turned out it's it's a parody account and she was expressing views that were equally hateful and hostile toward Zionists. And so someone might be trying to say, well, I see a distinction that can be made between Zionists and Jews. And I'm going to say, no, there isn't one. Because people, of course, and I said this on a previous show, and I'll say this a thousand times if I have to, a million times. Of course, criticism of Israel is perfectly fine. The issue arises, however, when Israel is held to a singular set of standards. When Israel is held to a set of standards that no other country has to abide by, there's an issue. And anti-Zionism, that's just, that's become, that's become a polite cover, polite air quotes, for anti-Semitism. And what was interesting was one, there's um, a city councilor, I think it's Councilor Hendrickson, his name is Tom Hendrickson out in Agawam, the western part of the state. And he liked the tweet. And it's so funny because there is, uh, I don't know if she stepped down from this uh, Agamemnon City Council, but um, she is running for state senate. Her name is uh, Cecilia Calabresi. And she is, uh, she, you know, for a number of years or maybe still uh, on the Agamemnon City Council. And as far as I know, um, I've looked. She hasn't said a word. It's like, what's going on here? And uh, it's it's kind of funny because very recently, uh, Miss Calabrese declared uh, that she was Jewish, and I said, "Oh, really? That? that <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay, all right." <laughs> and so I kind of, or she 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 uh, implied that she had Jewish origins. Okay, all right. Well, then why have you been silent <laughs> when there have been all these instances of anti-Semitism? Like, are you going to speak up at some point? Uh, you know, wh when are you supposed to take a stand? So it, it's just, this is a serious issue. 
This is an issue that frustrates me to no end and angers me to no end. But I think that it's important to talk about it. I think it's important to put a spotlight on it. And I think it's also important to really challenge the people, challenge the views of the people who would hold Israel and the Jewish people to a set of standards that are entirely unique. So I will continue to do that. I will continue to do my part. And uh, as always, uh, <laughs> I invite you to consider my views and uh, uh, juxtapose them with your own and see what you come up with. Um, but that's all I have time for today. Um, I look forward to hanging out with you next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. And um, thank you so much for listening. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.